0: Hey guys, welcome into the first episode. Uh, my name is Brad, or as you guys might know me, Reno Royals, and I'm here with Andrew, or uh, better known as the Cleveland Steamboats. How you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing well, man. I'm, uh, I'm really excited for this first episode, and uh, I'm hoping it goes smoothly.
0: That's good to hear, it's good to hear. So we just kind of wanted to make a little podcast for just our league, just to bring everyone together, talk about some things that are going on, talk about some matchups, power rankings, things like that. Uh, but first we wanted to start off with some of the new stuff we're doing in 2021. Uh, so the big thing for 2021 is a uh, tight end premium. So you want to tell them a little bit about it, Andrew?
1: Of course, of course. Um, yes, as you know, uh, tight end premium has been added to the league and um, there's a lot of fantasy implications uh, when it comes to tight end premium. Uh, not only do tight ends gain a huge amount of value, um, they also, you know, will help your team, you know, win championships. So, uh, with tight end premium, there's uh, now a 0. .65 per reception, um, you know, stat for ex- you know, exclusive for those tight ends, um, and also an eight point per touchdown. Um, you know, when we first talked about tight end premium, we want to make sure that we bring in um, some, some of those lower end tight ends uh, to compete with Kelsey and Waller, etc. So we thought those those stats and that scoring uh, was the best way to do it. So um, and also another tight end starting position. So that's also very important. Um, And that's where we're going forward. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, And one thing just to mention in there, guys, uh, Sleeper has not yet added the ability for us to edit how many points per touchdown uh, bonus a tight end is going to get. So Andrew and I are going to have to, uh, on a weekly basis, manually update the scoring. So, Bear with us, because uh, we're both very, very excited to do that. Uh, Andrew can, can tell you how excited he is. <laughs> <clears throat> I am ecstatic
1: to, uh, to have to worry about everyone's roster as well as mine uh, continuously throughout each week. Um, and also, you know, if you want to try and keep track of your own tight end scoring as you go, just add you can add two points to a touchdown. Um, Just in your head, so you at least know where you stand in your matchup. Um, And if anyone misses, or excuse me, if we miss anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, You don't have to do a V-League chat, but if you want to, I know it's fun because we all love to be engaged,
0: but uh, DM will work just fine. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's move into some power rankings. So I I posted the power rankings last night for the week one matchups uh coming in a number one we got the Denver sea Dogs, man I know I know he's a little bit excited to be up there uh, we got two we got you Andrew the Cleveland Seaboats. we got three Chicago Southsiders four Reno Royals myself and then five we've got the Washington war machines so those are kind of the top five we've got going there uh to me those five look like definite contenders uh, not to say that anybody else below them are not going to be contenders but those are the ones that I saw myself as for sure looking to contend for that title what do you think about those top five
1: uh i think it's spot on i mean um you have some uh you know below them in the sixth and seventh uh, slot that could could potentially make a run but those top five are the uh, definite favorite and if vegas was you know betting on those teams uh unfortunately the edge would go to denver sea dogs mostly due to the power that that team has via the running backs And running backs are, you know, so important to winning a championship. But, um, hell, I mean, I would not be surprised if Chicago Southsiders repeats. Uh, His team was, you know, obviously benefited a lot from Mike Davis last season. But, um, hell, I really like his team, honestly. He's got some blow-up players. Tyler Lockett. I know Tyler Lockett was one of those players that just devastated uh, you know opponents last year with like 30 40 point games of course he'd have some bus weeks where he put up like six points but um you know he he has some some uh, just matchup winners on his roster so
0: no absolutely uh Sea Dogs definitely takes that number one this year he he just has some really consistent scores, man. Dalvin Cook's going to really help him out. DeAndre Hopkins, guys like that. He's uh, He was pretty much the obvious one for me, just with the depth at running back, like you said. Um, honestly, don't sleep on the war machines, though. His wide receiver core is pretty solid. He's got two good contributors at running back that'll be consistent, maybe not blow up scores with Jacobs and uh, Montgomery, but he's got some wide receiver talent, plus Patty Mahomes. He's, he's dangerous, man. So let's move into those next two. That next group of two that uh, we're going to talk about is going to be the Jacksonville Juicers at six and the Richmond Raiders at seven. I got them at six and seven. They, really, they could be interchangeable. They were so close to me when I was making those rankings. I gave Juicers the slight edge, just like you talked about with C, with the Sea Dogs and his running backs. Juicers has two stud running backs. Raiders has Derrick Henry. His next guy is going to be Ronald Jones, but really those teams are so close. What do you think about them?
1: I 100% agree with you. Um, I have a little bit of a question mark on Saquon Barkley. I know that, you know, um, we know that he's elite. And we know that he's going to be the focal point of that offense. But um, like people like to mention all the time, just like they mentioned with Najee, the offensive line. Um, There's question marks on the offensive line still. And uh, his health. into the season they didn't know that he was if he was going to start week one looks like he's gearing up to start week one but going into the season banged up is never usually a good sign um so if Saquon Barkley has some problems staying healthy I don't see how Jacksonville Jaguars or excuse me uh, Jacksonville Juicers uh competes this year without one of his elite running backs so
0: yeah, I, I fully agree. Both of those guys look to be a piece or two away from, in my eyes anyways, we'll see. They might have those pieces now, but in my eyes, they look to be a piece or two away from that true contention. But they're both pretty close. They're both right there. Uh Next two guys we're gonna talk about here, we got uh, the Baltimore Bombers, uh, we got the new guy Captain Churo, in there, uh, and then the Philadelphia Air Rats. Uh, I'm kind of grouping these two together because they seem in opposite trajectory. So we got the Baltimore <clears throat> Bombers here. That young team got tons of draft capital, tons of young players on his roster. It it looks like he's looking up. Uh, it might not be this year, 2022 might be. He might be ready though, man. Uh, he's got tons of young capital. Uh, we got and then we got the Philadelphia Air Rats. Uh, He's got about three players uh, we're looking at right now. So we got he's, he's got Russell Wilson. He's got uh, Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones as guys that are ready to win now. He does have fields on his bench now for a young guy, but looks like he's trending in the opposite direction. Uh, he might be a seller this season, though. What do you think about the Bombers and the Air Rats?
1: Um, well, when it comes to the Air Rats, um, I actually really like his team. Um, not in the sense of contention, though. He's definitely tr- – has his trajectory arrow pointing down but i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing right because usually you go and in in dynasty you go through cycles right where you're competing and rebuilding and then you know then competing again after that rebuild um he looks like he's in a full rebuild after you know hopefully this season he's got alvin Kamara, he's got aaron jones he's got two extremely productive running backs he's probably going to try and sell them throughout the offseason uh excuse me this season to a contender um but i do like justin fields i think justin fields was a great trade for him um i mean i i love justin fields and i think he's gonna be a great uh you know cornerstone piece for him going forward um but captain uh excuse me uh the baltimore bombers that team is like you said stacked with draft capital uh that team can go any way he wanted he could. He could even compete this year. I know that sounds crazy, but he could he could trade wow. all of his draft capital to you know to for example, Air Rats. He could pick up Alvin Kamara. He could pick up Aaron Jones. I guarantee if he went to some of these other teams with really really good players, he could probably just pick them right up with one of his first round picks. I mean, he's got two really good running backs: Najee Harris, Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Um, you know, Deontay Johnson, uh, I know you don't like Deontay Johnson, but he, he is a PPR machine and he is going to produce uh, at a pretty high, at a pretty decent level. Mike Evans, which um, if anyone, every, everyone in the league basically knows how we feel about Mike Evans, but point is he's got, he has a good team and um, I think next season he could truly be in the top five if he really wanted to with the my draft capital he has,
0: so. Yeah, I fully agree. I didn't even think about that part. I mean, he really could contend this year if he really wanted to. Uh, we'll we'll see what he ends up doing. But as of now, he's got that. He's got the capital. He's looking forward.
1: Yeah, so- I mean, um, he could like like. Usually, people are more conservative with their teams these days. Um, not many teams want to take that plunge. I mean, how many first-round picks is that? Uh, six first-round picks, just eyeballing it right here. Yeah. You don't think that he could turn those six first-round picks into a contending team this season? Oh, I guarantee he could. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are looking to sell their pieces. He has more than enough uh, you know, assets to throw at them and entice them. So,
0: Absolutely. You are correct. And then we got our last three guys down here. We got the Denver Aussies. We got the Columbus Curb Stompers and Prestige Worldwide at 10, 11, and 12, respectively. Uh, these guys, they at least have a direction they're going uh they are in my eyes not contending this season uh We'll, once again, we'll see. You never know. Fantasy football is crazy sometimes. But uh, I put the Aussies at 10. They look to have the most win now pieces out of the group of three. Uh, they have some running back depth. And I don't love all of them as high scorers, but they do have some depth there. Uh, curb Stompers and at 11 and Prestige Worldwide at 12. Those two were another one that was neck and neck for me. I had a really tough time b- deciding between those two. And really, that one could have gone either way with 11 and 12. Uh, I. Prestige Worldwide does have uh, Miles Sanders, um, but I do kind of like the sleeper of Sony Michelle and Damian Harris for uh, the Curb Stompers coming into this year. What do you think of those three?
1: <clears throat> um, like you just mentioned, I I really like Curb Stompers uh, team for this season. He could he could crush some dreams. I mean, he could he could take away uh, you know he could give some of these compete, uh, contending teams in the top five and L on any given week with just you know, random blowups from Sonny Michelle and Damian Harris or Chase Claypool catching, you know, two touchdowns and going off. I mean, I really like his ability to just kind of crush some dreams this season. And I know he's super excited about that. Um, with the other two though, Prestige and Denver, um, they're both just, in, they're both kind of just in rebuild mode. I, I don't, I don't see a direction for those teams right now. Um, mostly, I'm not the manager of those teams, but it looks like those three teams are kind of all in the race for, you know, I don't want to say tanking for a quarterback, but they're definitely looking to to get a top four pick um, in the 2022 draft
0: and then going forward. So, I think you are correct about that. All right, so let's move into the last thing we're going to talk about here. We're just going to go through these matchups really quick for this week one. Uh, so first one I want to talk about is the Denver Sea Dogs versus the Washington War Machines. I think this is a super fun matchup. Uh, really, either one of these teams could win. We've got, uh, according to Sleeper, anyways, Denver Sea Dogs is the favor. But uh, what do you see about this matchup?
1: I love this matchup, bro. When I um, plugged in the uh, all the teams into fan- into uh, Football Guys and got and um it spat out the uh the schedule i was super excited to see this on the list um i i personally uh really really like uh washington war machines team um i calvin ridley man ah oh, calvin ridley is going to eat this season He's i'm so excited to watch so that. so many
0: targets man
1: oh god and then um I, i'm just i'm kind of curious to see that direction for that falcons offense um Correct me if I'm wrong. They did not They did bring in Arthur Smith, I believe, the OC from the yep. Titans. Correct. So they're probably going to be... The problem is they they don't have Derrick Henry in the backfield, right? So you can't really just replace Derrick Henry uh, like he had in Tennessee. So I'm really curious to see how pass-happy that offense is going to be. Um, but I really like his tight ends. I don't think that is being talked about enough. Uh, Tanyan and Higby... Tunyon had like 10 touchdowns last season, and with the introduction of, uh, you know, plus two points for every single tight end touchdown, I think that his tight ends could easily win him a few weeks if both of them catch a touchdown and, you know, go off. So uh, I'm going to give the edge, like you said, to Denver Sea Dogs, but uh, Chenault could be, you know, LaVisca Chenault could be funnel targets, especially after ETN uh, went down. So. And Jameis Winston, I mean, we all know what Jameis James Winston represents and what he does. And uh, obviously, he might not be in as past happy of an offense as he was uh, when he was with uh, Bruce
0: Arians, but it could be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, we got LASIK Winston in there, so I didn't didn't know if we would see him this season. <laughs> crab leg action. Okay. Hey, we're getting the Winston the crab legs. Let's go. All right, let's move into the next one. So uh, next matchup we're going to look at here is Prestige Worldwide versus the Baltimore Bombers. So this one's, I mean, honestly, kind of a tough matchup because really I could see either one of them winning despite having Baltimore Bombers higher on the power rankings coming into this week. Uh, with Carson Wentz uh, actually being active week, week one, which is an absolute surprise to me. Uh, I think Prestige Worldwide could pull off a victory against Baltimore Bombers. He's got some young players uh, that I don't know. We'll, I don't know if they're going to perform week one. We'll have to see. Uh, Evan Ingram might not even play. So uh, what do you think about this one? <clears throat>
1: um, with Evan Ingram, you know, being banged up starting the season and possibly not playing, um, even with that, even if Ingram was playing – I still really like Prestige Worldwide's team, and I want to bring focus to Kareem Hunt. Um, I re- I, look, I, I love the, uh, the backfield for Cleveland, and Kareem Hunt, uh, especially at Kansas City, you know this is going to be a hyped game. I mean, they're going to they're gonna have to throw, and, and Kareem Hunt's going to be da- uh, you know, on the field on passing downs, and Kareem Hunt could get some... He's going to be juiced up. He's going to be ready to go. He's going to want revenge. Uh, in Kansas City for uh, you know him being cut, even though it was his own undoing. Obviously, he's he's going to be amped up. He's going to be ready to go. So, um, and then uh, Nicole Hardman, I mean, super boomer bust in my opinion. You know, he, he could easily put up a twenty point week, or he could score one point. So um, the edge, obviously, consistency in the edge, easily given to Baltimore Bombers. But I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, Prestige
0: Worldwide walk away with the win. Yeah, that's, that's a close one for me. So we're going to look at now me, the Reno Royals, versus Chicago Southsiders. Man, I did not want to be matched <laughs> up with him week one. That sucks. The reigning champ, man, I did not want to have to play him week one. He's got some absolute studs on his team. I am terrified to play the uh, Aaron rodgers Devonte Adams stack. That's a little bit rough. I'm going to give the edge to him in week one, just because I don't know how my backup running backs are going to do after all of my injuries. Uh, I like where my team's at, but, man, Chicago still has a great win now team. What do you think about Chicago and my team?
1: I actually think that – I know that you don't want to see this in a week one matchup, but I personally think you getting him week one is better than week 10, for example, or, or week 11. I'm not looking at bi-weeks off the top of my head right now, but um, – you know, your backup or I guess backup running backs are going to be the favorite when the, the season first starts. They're going to get more work than some of those other players that were brought in. Uh, for example, Henderson's probably going to be more familiar with that system and he's going to be more trusted in that offense. So he could theoretically get more touches now than he could get, you know, later into the season. So I think you have a better chance at winning now than possibly down the road, very good but I'm going to give the favor to Chicago stacked fucking team. I mean, this team, is insane um you know mike davis is really a question mark we don't really know how that falcons run that falcons team is going to look but i mean austin eckler back ezekiel elliott potentially looking healthier than ever who knows but the aaron Rodgers and the Devonte adams stack <laughs> that makes any team you know shaking their boots so
0: yeah, it's I'm going to give the edge to Chicago, too, but that's a really good point you made about the backup running backs. Uh, we'll see how they progress throughout the season, but they might just get funneled touches right off the bat. You're right. So this next one, you and I were talking before we started recording this thing. We're very excited to talk about this matchup for one specific reason. We got the Philadelphia Air Rats versus the Jacksonville Juicers. The Air Rats are starting Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay. <laughs> Mark Ingram and <laughs> Philip Lindsay. I i uh, think it, it's uh, 2021, right? I, I think it is. It, and o- Olamidi Zacchaeus? <laughs> do you B- know who that is? Brother. Brother. <laughs> air rats. I mean, you never know. He's got camara Aaron Jones, Russell Wilson. They uh, all could throw out some huge <laughs> weeks, but what do you think about Mark Ingram? <laughs> I think Mark Ingram's a bum. <laughs>
1: It's just plain and simple. <laughs> I, I don't want anything to do with that Texans offense. Chances are nobody else does. I mean, Brandon Cooks is the only one that I'd want out of that uh, offense. Even though it's uh, Tyrod Taylor <laughs> at quarterback, um, he's gonna get guaranteed targets. Um, I mean, you forgot to mention the most important part to the Philip Lindsay Mark Ingram stack. He's starting Philip Lindsay. Not on his, not just on his starting roster, but on his flex, his super flex position. Yep. He is not starting two quarterbacks. He only has one quarterback viable for starting on his roster right now. And <laughs> I don't, I, I would just hate to be in that shit show. I mean, I, I don't even know what to say other than that. And Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, in Buffalo, really is that really worth starting? I mean, I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, this one, to me, is definitely the Jacksonville Juicers, unless he just has a blow-up week with uh, his three studs, the Air Rats Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Saquon Barkley has to not start, personally, for
0: him to even have a chance. So I agree. All right, so next here we got you, the Cleveland Steamboats, versus the Richmond Raiders. So this this matchup week one looks like you should have it, given, given that Christian McCaffrey is back. Uh, they're probably going to hyper-target him right off the bat. He's always going to be hyper-targeted. But, I mean, Derrick to should get fed the ball still. We'll see with the new offensive system. I mean, they lost Arthur Smith, so who knows with that. Um, but honestly... Richmond Raiders, they do have a tough team to beat. I, we'll see about Jamar Chase. He's had those drops in the preseason, what, I think four of them. Uh, we'll see what kind of trust Joe Burrow has in him to start off the season. But uh, how do you how do you think your chances are against the Raiders?
1: Um, I'm going to give myself, obviously, a really good chance at, at walking away with a, a dub here. Um, I really like the Richmond Raiders team. I think they have some good pieces, but um, I, honestly, my – My strength at running back, I think, is just more than enough to kind of overpower that team. Unless Derrick Henry in Arizona has just a a monster week, which, I mean, look, Derrick Henry can have a blow-up week any any given Sunday. I mean, any given Sunday, you could just be completely... Your dreams could be crushed by Derrick Henry. And I've seen people in this league get their dreams crushed plenty of times uh, just from Derrick Henry himself. So, um, Jamar Chase, like you said, I'm going to give the the nod to T Higgins over Jamar Chase, uh, in 2021 as a whole, not even just in week one. Uh, but you know, we'll see how everything works. He, he, like you said, he suffered drops and he did, he did say in like an interview that the ball spins or looks different, uh, in the NFL than compared to college. I don't know what exactly that means. I'm not sure if it's bullshit or if he's just trying to make an excuse for himself, but he's going to be targeted. I just don't know. Um, I don't know if he really is gonna be that difference maker that people want him to be in year one. So
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I fully agree. He's he does have all the talent in the world, but uh, he looks to be more of a future play, uh, as of right now. Uh, so lastly here we're gonna talk about the Denver Aussies versus the Columbus Curb Stompers. So uh not a ton to talk about in this matchup. They're pretty evenly matched. They both have a couple running backs that could score some points. Uh, the tight ends, though, is I think is going to be a big difference. I don't think Pat Fryermuth is going to do much in the beginning of the season. It looks to be Eric Ebron still the starter in Pittsburgh. Plus, they've got all the other mouths to feed. I don't know how quick of a start Fryermuth is going to be on. Mo Alley-Cox is still the backup in uh, Indianapolis. But we got Jonu Smith now in New England for the Denver Aussies. And I he's a little bit of a sleeper, man. I mean, people are down on him now that they got Hunter Henry and himself, but Johnny Smith is a good player. Uh, I truly think, I think the Aussies <laughs> will pull this one out, but really I wouldn't be surprised either way. I, I think I'll give him you know what? I'm going to give my nod actually to curb stompers on this one. I think Damian Harris is going to come out strong.
1: Ooh, I like that. I like that. That's, that's interesting. I'm going to take the Denver Aussies personally, um, over the, the curb stompers. Um, but those running backs uh, could surprise you, that's for sure. I really like, I, as much as I don't like to uh, admit it, I actually really like the Pittsburgh Steelers this season, and I think Firemuth could easily beat out pedestrian Eric Ebron for the starting role. Um, I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I think uh, Molly Cox, I mean, that that is just, that's completely a complete dart throw. You'd have no idea what you're going to get from Miley Cox every single week, but um this this matchup is very close and I really would like to see Chase Claypool catch a fucking 80-yard bomb or some kind of crazy shit cuz I love watching uh Chase Claypool uh, in that system and um he's just such a physical, you know, and physically dominant player, so
0: yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the other reason I like curb stompers in this matchup is they've got a couple of Steelers on their team. I'm not as high on Fryermuth to start off the season, but he's got both uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool to start off, and they're playing Buffalo. Buffalo's got a good defense, but it's not top, top tier in my opinion, and it's going to be a high-scoring game, man. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's going to have to throw that ball around. so. Uh,
1: and he looks rejuvenated, man. I mean, I know yeah. that – every they say that every year, but – Um, He looked pretty good out there in preseason. Obviously, it's preseason. And, you know, there's been a few times where Ben Roethlisberger comes off the field and says that he's, you know, one sack away from retiring, essentially. So, well, we'll see what happens
0: there absolutely so i think we'll uh we'll end that here uh thanks for those of you that got to the end of this thing uh it's probably pretty bad to start but uh we're gonna we're gonna see how you like it see if we can do this maybe make it a weekly bi-weekly thing uh try and do this a little more often for you guys just add something new to the league so uh anything else you want to leave these guys with um
1: other other than you know i appreciate y'all tuning in and i would love to hear any kind of constructive feedback y'all have and maybe a segment you want to see on the show or, you know, something you want to add or maybe something we, you know, if you'd like us to talk about Um, or if you'd, hell, even if you'd like to guest star on the show, we'd we'd love to bring in anyone from the league uh, just to pop in and say, Hey, you know, give and give their two
0: cents. So other than that, that's it. Absolutely, man. Well, Hey, good luck to week one to all of you.